0: Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Everything Rugby League. This is Running It Straight with Tony Kemp and Sam Hewitt on SENZ. Uh, that is Rugby League. Yeah, welcome into running it straight. Your dedicated rugby league show here on SENZ, sitting in with Kimpy here for the next hour up until four, and we're just talking rugby league, people. We're talking rugby league for the next hour. The great rugby game, league. rugby league, and uh, lots to sink our teeth into. We've got games from the weekend to talk about. We've got games coming up this weekend to talk about, and plenty of issues floating around the NRL. And the Warriors too. Uh, we love to have your interaction on this show, double eight, double three. But today we're going to open the lines as well. We usually have uh, an interview booked in uh, around about three fifteen. But today we want to hear from you. So if you want to give us a call and chat anything the NRL, but the Warriors more specifically, um, 0800 811 and uh, we will get to your calls very very shortly. It is a busy old show, and we started off as we always do with Kempy's call. Call. <laughs> that, was a short, that was a short one, Tedby.
1: Oh, that was real short. They should be too today. <laughs> nah. Look, since they joined the competition in 1995, the Warriors have played in two grand finals and appeared in numerous other qualifying finals. As Kiwis, we expect success instantly. However, if you look at Cronulla, for instance, it took the Sharkies 49 years to win their first title in 2016. Get that in your head. 49 years you see i don't think it will take the warriors 49 years before they get their first title but to do that we really have to understand key areas that need strengthening to even have a chance of avoiding Cronulla's fate here's just a couple that i think will help our beloved warriors get that elusive title one develop homegrown talent but make that talent the backbone of your team If you look at the 2002 Grand Final side, for instance, it's a great example. Only 30% of that squad were Australian. Mm. Two, develop a New Zealand DNA and culture. Not a strategy that follows an Australian model. That's the worst mistake you can make. You are standing where where your strength is. It's New Zealand warriors. Own it. And three, finally convert the passion and knowledge of Kiwis past and present who have had success with this club. There are so many knowledgeable people willing to help. If you're willing to listen, and I'll keep the faith that we will get it done. Forty-nine years. Just keep that in mind. That was Kimpy's call. You know, Sam, it's been a pretty tough week for the Warriors, and and it's you know easy to jump on the back of them um, when they're not going too well, and and you know I'll just I'm, I'm probably sounding like a a little bit of a. a I guess a grumpy old bugger sometimes when you're always talking neg- that, that negative connotation with them they had a bad loss on the weekend you know lots of things have happening and um, I just want to make sure that you know you don't you, you just don't continually pick on them mm. because they are a, a very good club they've got so many people that are so passionate about it and um, you know I just want to I just want to apologize if I've sounded like a grumpy old man this week uh, it's not personal it's just that sometimes I let my passion get uh, the better of me and uh, we'll just make sure that we bring that view both sides of the coin.
0: Can it, it it is what it is. It's your passion, like you said. And um, you know, some people I, I know you get a lot of stick um in particular, but I, I always tell people um that you you love the club. You know, don't don't misinterpret um someone's opinion and their critique of something they love as being you know, anti the club because we all want to see the Warriors succeed. It's just, I think as well, can be over the last few years has been particularly tough. You know, there's been times in the past where they've had off years and people have jumped on, but then the next year we're all back on the bandwagon and we're, we're all positive supportive. It's just been a little bit tougher the last few years. And I think um, not just yourself, uh, a lot of us, you know, are frustrated and we see things like what's happening with, you know, with the owner and the CEO and players leaving everything and it. And it and it's hard to stay positive, sometimes, and we do
1: want success. We you do, know, mate, we do. There's nothing more than we want in this country than a team and our professional team winning. Hey, just to move on, I want to go through this this team in 2002, and just give you an idea. Yep. So Brent Webb, obviously, Ivan Cleary, the fullbacks, they were they were both the Australians. But Francis Smalley, Clinton Tupi, Vinny Anderson, Henry Fafili, Mutu Tony, Stacey Jones, rounded out that back line. Kevin Campion off the back of the scrum. Then we had Logan Swan, Ali, um, Owen Guttenbill, Ali Lal then you had Richard Villasanti and and Mark Tukey, um, PJ Marsh, mm. Jerry Susu, Feca Palliasino, Monty Beethan. Yeah, the backbone. You know what? I'm what i One of the things that I've been saying. I'm just trying to qualify and balance this out a little bit from what I've been saying a week in and around development is that those kids and it was after a conversation that I had with Clinton Tupi today, is they wanted nothing more than to play for this team in New Zealand. Mm. You know? Clinton said, you know, when he came to the Warriors, the poster here on his wall was Logan Swan because he came from the Mount Wellington Club. Mm. And when he went into the club and Logan took him under his arm and said, mate, if we're from the same club, now let's get out there and, and do our club proud. You know, and one, of the, one of the biggest things that I want to see and come back with the Warriors is that where you stand is where your strength is. And if you can understand what that means, I don't really think you can understand that if you're not from here. So get the people that understand it that can 100%. build
0: it. Yeah, 100%. And, and I think, Kempe, as well, you talked about the DNA. Um, the, we know that we bring something different, not just to the NRL, but to sport in general around the world, right? Kiwis have a way of doing things um, on sports fields. And um, someone mentioned it um, recently. The problem with a lot of the teams down the bottom of the NRL is that they're trying to play like the top teams. And if they don't either, A, have the stock for it, or B, it's just not... Their style and why they're trying to move away, and we did it, you know, with Kearney. We tried to play that style, uh, that Storm style of football, where you know get through your set, set completion, just play, try and get the other team into an era and that. But we we didn't have those players, Kimpy, that like the Storm had. So I think there's a real chance if we can get back to that that Warriors DNA, get the right players in there to offer the competition something different that that um, unsettles them, unsettles teams like mm. the Panthers in Melbourne because we're playing this unpredictable football that isn't the system that they're used to. I think that's where our strength and,
1: is. And which is, which is really a New Zealand DNA, which yep. is expressive type of football. Yep. You know, if you could go, it goes all the way back to 1908 when the Māori travelled through Australia the, and they called them the natives back then, back then and they saved New South Wales rugby league because they went over there and they played this exciting brand of football that no one had ever yeah, seen yeah, before. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? It, it doesn't change to today, but what it means is that you have to allow that expression to come out, but you have to understand how to bring it out. Aweka Paleocena is a prime example. You know, so here's a kid. If you went to watch him in a park, you'd go, "Well, he's got one carry in him," you know, and that's what me and Daniel saw. But the carry was devastating. Mm. And he came to training, and this this is how this is how it goes, and this is what development looks like. Hey, first we need to get you fit. All right, so forget about football. So let's get you fit. So he used to come training with me every morning, and I would flog him. All right, and then, <laughs> I've heard about and these trainers. And I would say is he ready? And I go, no, he's not ready. He's not ready. We'll get him ready. And we just come to training, and Mm. he just slowly kept getting better and better. Can he last 20 minutes? Yep, he's just about there. Mm. Okay. Now we taught him his role. Okay, you're coming off the bench and we want not one carry, we want half a dozen carries and then we'll pull you off. All right. And then we put him in the team and we said, now this is what they're going to do, but this is your role. Now get out there and do it. Mm. Now that player, like a fecker, is sitting here in New Zealand still, but what you can't see is in that development model how you need to how you need to develop them, and that's where I think what uh, that's what I think is missing.
0: And Um, katoa, um that's I it. think a similar thing, you know. Um, it, it's. Well, yeah. I know
1: he's going to go to Melbourne, and that's what they're
0: going to do. Exactly. We yeah. all know that's what's going to happen. I think everyone can see that. Kempy. Um, hey, we've got people calling, which is great. Oh, eight hundred one five eight eleven. We usually go through um, the rounds games, uh, the games from the round on the weekend. Um, we'll just hold that for a little bit because we'll get to the phone lines. Um, Jeff has rung in from Christchurch. G'day, Jeff.
1: G'day, mate. G'day, Kempy. How are you? How are hey, you Jeff. Doing here? I'm, g- I'm good, mate. How's Harry down there?
2: Uh, good. It's really good to be talking league. Honestly, it's uh, bloody brilliant. Anyway, I'll get to my point. The Warriors, you know, last last weekend's effort, I was really annoyed more than anything, not because of the score, but the way it happened. And I thought, right from that day when they marched out against Brisbane on the first day, they've been my team. And they come and put on a performance like this because they're not in the eight. I was angry, but I've sort of settled down. I've, for ages, I felt disassociated from the from the team, and I think it's because I had I don't, I don't trust the management at all. I don't know whether they're real league people or just guys with a lot of money that like rugby league.
1: Yeah, and I, and I guess one one of the things like I'm you look at it glass half full, I think our frustration, because, you know, like, your, like yourself, um, Jeff, we just get so passionate, we're so passionate about our sport that we want to see success. And we've seen it, and we've seen it in glimpses over the years, you know, that 2002 grand final, the 2011 grand final, that game against Melbourne where we knocked one off, you know, um, on that run to that final against Manly. And mm. I think, you know, uh, what starts the frustration frustrations. Especially when we're watching that game on on Saturday night, was in the manner that you lose that game. Like you've, you've you know, Stacey's come out and he yep. said that. You know, I wasn't I wasn't happy with their defence. And for you, Jeff, is that all you want to see? Is you want to see effort? I want to see effort. It's,
2: you know, the scoreline matters, of course, because my job. But you can't tell me that. But but honestly, uh, I want to see some effort. You know, I want to see a bit a bit of rush defence. I want to see the line moving up quickly. And trying to nullify some of the plays instead of jogging up and sort of standing back and waiting for these guys to crash into you and then half five jersey grabbing. That's not rugby league at all. I mean, it's just an insult. But why is it happening? It's got to be that the trainers have got to take some something into into responsibility. And so has management.
0: Yep, good call, Jeff. I appreciate it. We've got. Uh, we've got a lot of people um lining up to have a chat, so um appreciate your thoughts. Um let's go to uh Zayd in Auckland. G'day, Zaid.
3: G'day. I just wanna say so- I was gonna say something. Um I wanna ask Kempi what are your thoughts on like um contracts, like not only rugby league, but just in sport. Um, would you say right now they're just a waste? Like 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 look at Reese Walsh just leaving, getting out of his contract. You've got Kitsola, you've had um Matt Lodge, you've got Kevin Durant now in basketball, like
1: what are the sports contracts? What is the sports, sports contract right now? Yeah, look, look, Zade, I think I think the NRL and and on a whole have a number of priorities that they need to sort out, and, and contracts are, you know, along with player management um, and player welfare are a couple of things that really need to be sorted out. I personally don't think the contracts are worth a hell of a lot at the moment because we're seeing too much movement. What I would like to see is some sort of trade window that stops that. Um, it still allows it to
3: well, happen. if you're on, on a retainer, like, like game base, right. You know, you say about the Warriors and stuff like, right. What about if you tell them, right, if you don't play well, you're going to get less money. You know what I mean? It needs to be something that maybe they need to be on a certain retainer.
2: Um, yeah, that's called an about...
1: that's got an incentivized contract, which is what I was on when I first signed one. So, you know, I was on fifteen hundred a game if I played first um, first team and then every five games I got a I got a bonus. Those days are gone because now you're on minimum wage. Yeah, and and depending that, on yeah. where you are in the in the structures aid, that's where your that's yeah. where your um your cost, I guess, and your value is. So well, well, but yeah. I think what the I think what, what you're trying to say is can we sort of get some integrity back in a contract so if you sign them you stay. Yeah. Yeah, because you are clearly not staying at
0: all. Hmm. Uh, hey, I um, appreciate your calls. Zay. we do have uh, we do have Zane to get through as well. I'm calling from Paraparaumu. Uh, Good day, Zane.
3: Good day, boys. A um, couple of points um, I'd like to like comment on the CEO, but we know that's not going to change, so I'll focus on a couple of things that can. Um, just touching on Zane's point, the reality is like any employment contract has a, a cause that you can get out of it, right? And sports no different. So I think we just have to accept that. Um, but getting on to the Warriors, there's a few things I think we need to focus on over the next year or so. And the first one, strength and conditioning. Um, last time we looked you know, seriously good was 2018 under Alex Corvo. Um, hopefully the new coach is bringing a decent conditioner with him. Um, I'd like that. So there's no excuse for us not being the fittest team in the comp, if we, even if we're not the best. Um, the second point is getting these teams in the Jersey flag in the Q Cup or New South Wales Cup, playing Warriors um, you know, Warriors ball, whatever it is they decide it's going to be so they come up through our systems rather than being bit piece members of the um, Dolphins teams that's certainly going to help mm. and the last one I think um, talking to what um, Kempy's mentioned quite a bit about development, I don't know why um, if Robinson's got the money why doesn't he sponsor a national um, rugby league comp where you get it uh, regionally based and run outside the rugby season for high school kids so we can like get the first 15 guys out there Trialing to play in a um, Warrior sponsored comp over the school holidays that might go over, say, you know, three or four week period. Mm. That would be a pretty good way to identify some talent.
0: Yeah, H- 100%. And so. isn't um, Robinson involved with Point Chev? Isn't he backrolling yeah, yeah. them a little bit? So yeah, he...
1: yeah, yeah, it's like they're, they're rugby league final, you know, through and through. His dad was a, an absolute legend. And if you go back and look at the, the days that Kurt Sorensen and Dane Sorensen played then on the shorts there, he's got Ortec. So, yeah. the best shorts, man. I couldn't wait to get my hands on a pair of them, you know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, Zane brings up a couple of really good examples of development there. One of them is that it's just not the Warriors' job, and this is what people need to realise, to develop and, and create pathways in New Zealand. That's what the National yeah. Sporting Office should be doing in conjunction with the Warriors, who should be the, the, assisting.
3: The problem is, Kimpi, that's not happening, though, but it's no, something it's that if Robinson really wanted to do, he could take control of that. You know, you know you've got guys, I often play golf with the... Um, Dave Lomax down here in Wellington. You've got guys like him in every region, who are hardcore rugby guys, a rugby league guys from years back, who give nothing, you know, anything to to lead a group of guys over I in mean, that four-week period over the holidays, to develop those pathways. If we can't get the, NZ, the NZRL behind it,
1: yeah, and that, that was the point I was making. The, uh, the... I guess the knowledge and the and the the passion from past people that have actually had that and put that together. Like I know who you're talking about, Johnny Davy and and um, the Lomax Arnie. brothers, Arnie, they they put Wellington teams together. If you look at the Wellington team back when the barter card was running, out of that side come Ben Mazzolino, Russell Packer, um, Isaac Luke and Simon Mannering, just to name four. You know, so it is about creating competitions. We do need to do that. And what I'm saying, it's just not the Warriors that need to do that. They need the assistance of the national body as well.
0: Mm, yeah, 100%. Hey, pre- appreciate your call. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your calls, Zane. Um, 800 150 if you want to call through and, uh, and have a chat about anything rugby league or Warriors. Uh, we'll take a short break. We'll come back with your calls and uh, we'll also have a look at the games from Round 21 over the weekend. <laughs> Yep, running it straight. Sam Hewitt and Tony Kemp here, and uh, we're going to get to our round run through very, very shortly, and maybe after 3.30, but we've got calls, which we're going to go to. Craig from Nelson's calling. G'day, Craig.
4: Yeah, g'day, boys. Hey, I just wanted to... I've been meaning to ring up for weeks, but I just wanted to say that there's one person that's at fault for the way that the club is at the moment. Actually, two. One, Cameron George, but Peter Sutherland, I think, has had a massive effect on this club. One, for his nepotism and his unprofessionalism with getting his son plus his son-in-law into the club. Um, I just think the way he went about everything is just just wrong. I mean, the issues that he brought along uh, with the Storm, for one, um, was a massive issue. Um, and if you see what happened with the Caelan Ponga situation, um, where he actually leaked texts between himself and Andre Ponga to the media... Um, yeah, I
1: just think he's a, he's had a massive effect on this club. Yeah, it's uh, look and, and I. Uh, so, sorry, Craig, and I do think that that residue too. I um I do remember Cameron saying that they they are dealing with the residue of yeah. that uh, appointment. So flushing, trying to flush mm, it out. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, it is. You know, the the Moses, um, the agency, the players. It's one of the again. It's got to be one of the priorities of the NRL to make sure that how how agencies can manipulate um, rosters and hmm. and leave someone, for instance, that comes in with a manipulated roster to try to fix it. And I think that's what they thought Nathan Brown could do for them.
4: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, there's a level of us going up to the game on Friday night, so we're going to be there. Awesome. The awesome. So, look, I've been a supporter since I was 13. I'm 14 now, but I'm just... Yeah, I'm, I'm gutted the way it's going, boys. Seriously, it's. Um, I don't often get upset about stuff, but, but Saturday's game for me was a massive step backwards, mm. and it just showed a lot of those guys that are, are over it. Yeah. They're right over with everything that's happening at that club, and, you know, you, you've got to feel sorry for them in a way because if you've been through the ringer and it just doesn't get any better,
0: every week there's something else that comes out. Like you just shake your head at.
4: so... Anyway, that's that's my uh, rant for
0: today. So. <laughs> hey, appreciate you call, appreciate you calling in, Craig, and uh, enjoy the game on Friday night. Um, it's awesome that you're coming up for it. Um, Kimpy, yeah, look, the passion is coming through loud and clear. It always does. Um, but uh, like I said to you before, I feel like the last few years the sort of um tone has just changed a little bit. Like it's it's almost sad now, you know, for a lot of Warriors fans. And and we like when they win a title, you know, we'll be ecstatic. And we'll be like there'll be tears of joy for that. But at the moment, I mean, ugh, I hate to be this negative, but it's almost the lowest point they've been.
1: Well, you know, it's like anything—you've got to get to your lowest point before you can start to build again. And you know, like I, the reason I opened up with that. Um, that chat around 49 years is what's, was to put it back into context Yeah, you know no one talks about Cronulla taking 49 years to win their, win their first cha- um, first title but when you're talking about the Warriors and the frustrations that we go through we're, we're not the first ones to do that mm. you know Cronulla with Steve Rogers and, and getting knocked out of the grand final when that, that legend was playing you know what I mean like it took him that long for Paul Gallen to get his boys home Andrew Edinhausen crying with him, you know, who I played against with him, and Mark McCall, we know, in the centres many a time, um, couldn't get the job done. And that took him 49 years. So now, we're getting towards 49 years. You know, we're in the 20s. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think it'll take 49 years. And what we have had is we've had glimpses of success here. And doesn't it look good? Yeah. Like, it looks really good. Like, the full stadiums and the passion. And as we just heard from our call, 11 of us are coming up to the game on the weekend they will travel around New Zealand to watch the football that me and my old man used to do it yeah you know we'd jump in a car from Taranaki and come all the way up to Coral Park and watch a game you know it's just <laughs> it's crazy what people do to watch the league in this country we're just you know we do let our frustrations and I've been I've been guilty of it this week we get it just get hold of us it's not personal um, we what we really want is we want success um We've just got to temper that a little bit, you know what Mm. I mean? Not get carried away with ourselves. the,
0: the, the, The day they win it, Kimby, I've always said it, will be probably the happiest sporting day of my life. I support a number of teams and I've seen some win titles. It will, without a shadow of a doubt, be the number one. Um, We've got lots of texts on double I'm going to get to a couple of them just before the news and then we'll keep it going after 3.30. This one from JJ, which sort of touches on a point you made to one of the callers on NZRL. Where does the NZRL sit with development of pathways for talent? I would have thought it's also in uh, in their interest for the Warriors to do well to grow the game. There seems a massive disconnect or possibly arrogance between the two entities that needs to be sorted. The gap between the two allows for the Aussies to come in, raid our talent and dictate terms. The NRL has too much say on League International a strong warriors in NZRL can help change that. that's from JJ uh
1: JJ JJ knows a lot <laughs> so <laughs> Did I'd, you like know, that I'd actually you? like to know who JJ is because he's hit the nail on the head yeah and like yeah, I can't comment to that JJ because what you've just what you've just nailed is what actually needs to happen you know we and and I think we can create pathways in New Zealand I think we can work with most of our districts out there to to have competitions. And I do think you can have a high school competition. You know, one of the things, if you continue to do the same thing, you're going to end up with what you've got, which is nothing. We don't compete with rugby. We work in windows that allow kids to have another choice and then give them what... See, what I don't get, Sam, like, Sam comes to me and he can play football, yeah? But football these days isn't just rugby or rugby league. Like, you're just not going to be an All Black. Football is... AFL, touch, tag, rugby, mm. rugby union. Mm-hmm. And and in three of those sports, you get paid really well for it. Yeah. So, you know, I for for the life of me, you know, I'm thinking maybe five, ten years down the down the the track, like rugby union academies at high schools actually become football academies. Right. And AFL comes in, rugby league comes in and rugby union comes in and they say, Well, yep, yeah, we can
0: we can give this kid a future.
1: Mm. Now when when that happens i hope that happens in my time i think no that would be grateful for, great for our country
0: yeah well we've seen sports clubs around new zealand slightly you know different um reason you know generally financial but you know different clubs around new zealand are coming together you know the one club has Rugby, football, netball, squash, you know, all at the one club. Um, I know it's a financial thing, but, yeah, why wouldn't it work, as a, I guess, as a performance thing um, where, you know, sports that hold those similar um, skills and attributes aren't working alongside one another.
1: Yeah, and, and, the, and the main thing with pathways in rugby league especially is that we haven't got them. Like, we haven't got a 16th, Josie Jersey, Jersey Flea and Harold Matthews competition. Yeah. And we haven't got a Queensland or New South Wales Cup. But it doesn't mean we can't have them. mm We've got to be brave and
0: courageous enough to have them. Absolutely. Um, We've got to get news away. Um, There's a few texts in here, particularly on the uh, Eliezer Katoa and the Isaiah Papali'i rumours coming out of the Eels and the Tigers. So uh, we'll take a news break and then I'll uh, put those to Kempi after this. Right, welcome back in uh, to running it straight and just going to tidy up a few text messages before we get to our round rewind for round 21 and uh, a lot have come through just on the Aliesa uh, Katoa release by the Warriors which has made a lot of headlines um, but also Isaiah Papali'i potentially backflipping on the Tigers move and there's chat that he might come to the Warriors. Now I'll read a couple of messages out here Kimpy, and then get your thoughts. Um, Cecil has written, Kempi, is Katoa really better than any of Toru Harris, Josh Curran, Marita Niakore, or Mitch Barnett as a second rower? From From Katoa's 42 NRL games so far, he's clearly not on their level for mine. I guess when you put him up against those names... Um, that's quite interesting and then this one which um, ties into it can be if the Warriors have inside knowledge on the Isaiah Papali'i situation and do manage to sign him which may be why they let Katoa go would this be good business firstly Papali'i is top talent that we struggle to get in New Zealand so we should take the opportunity when people want to come especially as he is a New Zealander on the flip side we are stacked in the second row Karan, Neokora, Barnett Siren and Tohu and Jazz and would this be a waste of money which could be better spent on, say, a prop times two, which we desperately need? We are also short in the outside back department. Your thoughts? Try and put those two katoa yeah, well, second uh, rowers, et cetera, together. Yeah,
1: yeah, like, they may have they may have a second round number on their back, but Tohu and j- uh, Jazz especially, they play in the middle of the football field, so they're not edge players. Um, is, is katoa potentially as good or better? Yeah, yeah, he is, and, and, and do you know why? Because Melbourne have signed him. They yeah. see the potential. So you have to say that the best club with a system and structure uh, in the competition, actually, they haven't gone and signed anyone else. They've gone and signed a So you have to say the potential there. Right now, he might not be, but potentially, and I think that's what we're all going to remember, that he's come a year out of um, in rugby league, out of rugby union, only, only played it for a year. Pretty much was rookie of the year when he f- came he's in. He's nearly a 50-game 50, 50 veteran, which yep. is what you need when, you, when you're playing the experience in the competition. So... Um, the stuff around Papa Lee is that we already knew that Isaiah could play. We had him, and we we didn't develop him into that that um, that play that player that he has become at Parramatta. One of the one of the things that Ozai said when he first went to Parramatta is that he never learned so much in such a short period of time. Yeah, I do so, remember that. So you know, it's it's all of these, I guess, these things that are that are dropping that aren't being actually heard, but continually making the same. You know, it's it's, the, it's that insanity thing. Like, you, you just continually make the same errors all the yeah. time, although you're hearing how you're making them. And what we really need to do is we need to change the way that we're thinking. And we need to make sure that, first and foremost, that they want to stay here because they feel like they've been developed and, and they can see, you know, like what, what you want to take is Isaiah saying, well, I love it at the Warriors because I've been there and, and I've learned so much in that short period of time. The measure for me on Ali would be that when he gets to Melbourne and you ask him after a year, what have you learned at Melbourne as opposed to your time at the Warriors? Mm. Like that would be a great measure you know, and as a CEO, you'd probably go over there and you'd ask him that hmm. you know just to get just to get some feedback so um, you know, they're, they're, they're great questions but then they're, they're not apples and apples. Those questions you know what I mean like you're you're not they're not all back rowers Isaiah we already had here he is a much better player you can equate that to the the salary he's got on to be brutally honest about Isaiah Papali I don't think he comes I actually I actually think he stays yeah I don't know why I actually think he stays at Parramatta yeah like you know if he's uh, he's not looking to 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 come to the Warriors he's looking to stay at Parramatta
0: yeah yeah I don't know it's bizarre to me that that was thrown out there and uh yeah, look, Katara, I just, I just think we, we are, it's inevitable. We're going to be sitting here in a year's time talking about how amazing he's been at the Storm. And I think even Brian and Fletch, you played that cutout on your um, show this morning, um, think he's going to be better than Felice Kafusi, you know, which uh, that's saying something. Um, he is a special player. Ali Katara probably just hasn't been developed. Hey, let's move on, Are We're going to run through um, the Round 21 games first before going into Round 22. It's our Round Rewind. Round Rewind. Uh, so the Thursday night game last week was the Roosters and the Broncos. The Roosters uh, handing the Broncos their second successive defeat, and um, I don't know—is it changing your attitudes around the Broncos, Kempi, about being you know a smoky for a for a premiership or a final?
1: No, look, I, I think they still have the team to be in the finals. Um, you know, you don't want to be losing too much, too many more, because then you will start to get used to losing. Uh, and but the Roosters. We couldn't really pick that one, Sam. Mm. It was, you know, they're on fire, the Roosters, and they're just on a roll. I think they're getting better every week.
0: Yeah, and they've got a big game this weekend, the Roosters against the Eels. Um, Storm Titans was the Friday night game at 8 o'clock. Storm 32-14, pretty easy win for them over the Titans. Well, there, um, they, there they are. They're back in the four. Yeah, they exactly. They targeted back those up two in the top four. Um, the Eels, 36 over the Seagulls. The Seagulls were in it for most of the game, but it was three tries in the last sort of 19 minutes that uh, pushed it out. The Eels get the win. Um, what did you make of that uh, late night? Yeah, look like at
1: the deals. Just you know, like you said, those those late tries, probably that score doesn't really reflect what the game was like. The Seagulls could have taken that.
0: Uh, the Rabbitohs Warriors, of course, on Saturday called it here on ECNZ, um, eight tries to two. In the end, um, we've talked a lot about it. Um, one of the shining lights for me, Kempi, was uh, like Ed Cossey, who in two games has scored four tries, works hard on the wing, defensively very sound. He stopped about two tries out on that left edge. And uh, on the other side, Dallon watanese neck. we talk about effort. That guy is putting in 100%. May not always be coming off, but you saw the chase down of Alex Johnson. Um, there are some shining lights, I guess, in a, in a result like yeah, that.
1: Yeah, look, it's it's just a, I guess, a dis- disappointing result for the Warriors. Stacey Jones summed it up at the end of the game when he said, "Look, I just wanted a, bit, a better effort than that, especially defensively. Uh, he'll work on that this week." Well, you know, Canterbury coming over here, along with our side. Um, if their defence needs to be up against the side because they they look like they can put put some points on them.
0: The uh, seven thirty game on a Saturday was Panthers Raiders and uh, look, a lot of people thought the Raiders could do it, um, Kimpy. Given that the Panthers didn't have those halves, they had Villiamy Kickow ruled out late, and I know you said last week if Kickow's ruled out, go the, go the Raiders all day. But um, not to be twenty six six to the Panthers, they roll on. Like. <laughs> They are unbelievable, Penrith. Yep. Like they,
1: they, It's their competition to lose. Like they, they've shown they've got the depth and they've got the commitment. And that, to me, is probably the best one of the year.
0: Mm. Uh, Sharks beat the Dragons 24-18 late night on Saturday. Then on Sunday, the Cowboys. Sharks are a chance, mate. Yeah, they're doing well. Cowboys, Bulldogs. Uh, Cowboys coming from behind to beat the Bulldogs 28-14. Uh, and then the last game on Sunday, the Knights getting a win over the Tigers and probably saving themselves from the wooden spoon, Kemba. Yeah. Thank God. My old boys will be so happy in the last game of the year because they won't be worried about the wooden spoon. It actually helps us a little bit because we thought the Tigers would win that game and then they'd be level on points with us and we might even be sitting in 15th. So um, there you go. Those are your round 21 games, your round run through. Uh, We'll take a short break. When we come back, uh, we've got round 22. And I tell you what, there are three or four absolute crackers this weekend. So we'll talk about those after this. Run through. Yes, around 22 this weekend, people. We've got, what is it, four games left in the NRL season. Um, and our first game is tomorrow night. And it is an absolute barnstorm. Panthers and Storm 1v4 from Bluebet Stadium in Penrith. And um, the Panthers are heavy favourites in this, can be per the bookies. Um, I pre- presume that's because Jerome Hughes is out for the Storm. Yeah.
1: Yep, you're dead right. Um, mind you, Cooper Johns is going okay, and he fills in for our mate Jerome Hughes. So, look, I think um, they need another huculian uh, effort, Panthers, like they did last week. If they try, if they to beat the storm, they've got a couple of players coming back. Um, um, mate, I know you probably think that's the game of the round, don't you?
0: Uh, no, no, I don't think so. Oh,
1: okay, yeah, because I don't either. But nah. um, look, I think the Panthers. Oh, I can't pick my nose at the
0: moment but I'm going to go with the Panthers (laughs) I'm leaning towards the Panthers to be honest Um, and I still even though like you said the Storm targeted those two games I'm still I'm still worried that they just don't have all the pieces yet um, Mm. you know to be one of those top two sides Um, the Friday game at 8pm is Warriors Bulldogs 14 plays 12 we'll be calling it from Mount Smart a lot of changes again for the Warriors. Um, Dejan is coming back into the 5-8 position. No, um, Chanel Harris-DeVita, of course. Wade Egan goes back to number nine. Um, Aitken back into the pack out of the centres. Um, and, look, the Bulldogs are tracking well. Um, I know they lost last week to the Cowboys, but they set a pretty good first half. Um, I don't know, Kimby. what do you reckon Friday night?
1: Oh look, I think they've got a definite shot. The Warriors against the Bulldogs here. They're both travelling back from Australia. Um, the Bulldogs, yep, they got points in them, but the Warriors too. I, th- I think it's a bit more of a balanced side that Stacey's picked this week. He's, he's thrown uh, Egan back into nine. You know, Aiken back into the back row. That's more what they're used to. Ussi, has got that that left foot boot. Um, yeah, look, close. I think it'll be probably two to four points in it,
0: mm-hmm. and I'm going to pick the Warriors. Brilliant. We'll take the point start as well. I think it's three and a half. Yep. So you know, if you think it's two to four, why not take the the point start for the Warriors? Um, Eels Rabbits on Friday night, the late night game. Eels fifth, the Rabbits six. This is my second game of the round, um, not the game. Um, so just the one change for the Eels from the side that beat Manly last round, and uh, for the Rabbits, pretty much the same side as well um, that thrashed us last weekend. I don't know, Kimpy. I don't know. I, I'm leaning towards Rabbits given the form, um, but you know the Eels are doing eels things and doing and being unpredictable. Yeah, I'm
1: I'm taking the rabbits in this one. I think it's too important. They can't lose this one otherwise they miss the four.
0: Mm. Easy as that. Exactly. Game of the round, Saturday, 5 p.m., Roosters-Cowboys. Eight plays second. Exactly. Um, and, of course, we know how well the Cowboys are tracking. And potentially, you know, if the Storm did beat the Panthers, the Cowboys are a real shot to to push Penrith for the minor premiership. The Roosters um, are pretty much unchanged from that performance last week. So it's it. Uh, the SCG, Kempe, what do you reckon?
1: Yeah, I wasn't impressed with the Cowboys last weekend. I'm super impressed with the Roosters. I'm, so I'm going to go the Roosters at
0: home. Wow. bye Close? Ah, uh,
1: close. It's close. not going not to be much in
0: that, that game. Golden point?
1: Yeah, maybe half, <laughs> half-time, full-time draw.
0: There you go. I love it. Hey, one thing I did actually want to mention just quickly. Um, I had an eye on Sam Walker last weekend because I had an anytime try a bit on him. He doesn't do a lot as a half. He just sort of sits behind the ruck and, and he kicks the, the kicked his, Yeah, it's weird. It's well, mm. not weird, but you got guys like Luke Carey who do a lot of the, the the running and stuff. But yeah, I just found it interesting. He he just doesn't get his hands on the ball very much. He yeah, I do not involve reckon he himself. Plays, I don't reckon
1: he plays much foot, finals football. You don't think so? No, I reckon as soon as he get the finals, they move Carey to seven and put Joseph, Joseph Munner up at six. Interesting.
0: Um, okay, the uh, other games to finish out the round: Tigers sixteenth, Sharks third on Saturday. That's probably a pretty easy Sharks one. Yep. Uh, and then the late night Saturday game, Broncos seven v Knights thirteen. Broncos probably getting back in the win column. Yep. And then twelve plus the Sunday game, Raiders Dragons nine plays eleven. The Raiders are trying to push themselves into the top eight. That's actually a bit of a hard game for them. I know it's in Canberra, but the Dragons. Well, are. You know.
1: It's a local derby. Yep. You know it's on the way to Canberra. I'm, look, I'm going to take the Dragons. You reckon? I think the I think the just, just it's unsettling what's happened to Ricky. This I was week. just going
0: to say as well. Yeah, no, no, Ricky Stewart. Um, and finally, the Titans sixteenth play the Seagulls. Well, look, 10th. I can't
1: see the Titans get another one. Seriously, no. That, well, that's good for us because no wooden spoon. Yeah, because because so,
0: I think they could come down if we look at the NRL ladder. Actually, it's a good chance to take a look quickly at the NRL ladder. Um, if you look at the ladder, the Titans on eight points, we are on twelve. So, should the Titans pick up one more win sometime between now and round twenty five when we play them at Mount Smart, that that's going to be, oh sorry, um, is it, Mount, no, it isn't Mount Smart. Um, that's, that's a that could wooden be spoon game. to decide it, 100%. you know what I mean?
1: But I can't see them. Sea you know, Sea Eagles, they could have easily won that game last week and they just got done late by power. So they've got plenty of points and I can't see the Tigers, I don't see any points in them.
0: Um, So I'll go through the rest of the table. The Panthers still top on 38. Like I said, the Cowboys chomping at their heels, 32 points in second. The Sharks and the Storm round out the rest of the top four. The Sharks in third on 30. The Storm on 28. Um, Right in behind the Storm, though, the Eels on 28 points in fifth. The Rabbitohs in sixth on 26. The Broncos on 26 as well, but in seventh. And the Roosters on 24 in 8, uh, outside of the 8, the Raiders on 22, so they're 2 uh, points away from the 8th position, the Seagulls on 20 points and 10, the Dragons are on 18 points in t- uh, 11th, the Bulldogs on 14 and 12, the Knights on 14 and 13, the Warriors are on 12 points in 14th, and then the Tigers and the Titans, 15th and 16th respectively with 10 points and 8 points. So that is the latter, that is your round 22 uh, run through as we head towards uh, the end of the NOL regular season. Uh, we'll take one more short break. When we come back, we'll go inside the 10. Text it. Oof.
2: Inside the 10! Get inside the
0: 10! You're off, Sammy. I was off. You know uh, what, you know what Niv's ten, come up with today? I'm, I'm
1: going to run, the, I'm run the, the last bit here, but you know what Niv's coming up with today? Because we need a pitcher up here running it straight. If you're looking on their potties and You see the running straight behind Sammy Hewitt here, and Niz come up with a great idea, mate. Go on. So he's called it Uncle Sam. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Uncle and Sam. And he reckons oh, I need to dear. have a picture here saying to all our league fans in New Zealand, we, we need want. you. We <laughs> want you. Ah, that's <laughs> brilliant. it straight.
0: That's brilliant. Okay, we'll get the graphic made up, put it on the screen behind us. Um, a good text in here from um, a loyal listener to the show, Mark Stafford. He says, Great show, guys. I reckon you should do it for two hours. Of course, Stafford. Of course, <laughs> Stafford wants that. Don't you yes, <laughs> oh, we'd love to do two hours. We absolutely would. <laughs> hey, we've got um, about 60 seconds left, Kempi, and we uh, we go inside the 10. Uh, one last topic to finish. And uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on Ricky Stewart. I know it's been talked about a Lot this week, and you've talked it on the uh, on the show with the Breakey Boys. Um, he's hand, he's been handed his punishment. He's a week stood down and twenty five thousand dollar fine. Um, one thing I will say is um, I don't want it to detract from. There's a lot of good stuff Ricky Stewart does off the field as 100%. well. Good um, bloke. He's a good bloke. Yeah, and just let the emotions get the better of. Oh, look, look. and it, he's apologised.
1: Yeah, but if it was me, I, I you know, in in retrospect, was reviewing what I said, I would have expected a harsher penalty than that. You reckon? If it was myself. Yeah. yeah. yeah, I would have been so disappointed with myself.
0: Um, there you go. That is running it straight for another Wednesday. We'll be back next week. Uh, don't forget, live Warriors v Bulldogs this Friday night from Mount Smart. Uh, I think build up from 7 o'clock. Game's at 8. And so Pitt mis- Morris is on the sideline, mate. South can Pitt Morris making her debut. We absolutely cannot wait. And going into Australia. So that's a lot more pressure for, uh, Ooh, for come us on, and Pip. Do your homework. <laughs> uh, the run home coming up next from 4 until 7. We'll catch you next Wednesday.